0: Hey everyone, before today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to honor the life and career of two actors that tragically passed away this week Paul Rubens and Angus Cloud. Paul Rubens famously played the iconic character Pee Wee Herman, and Angus Cloud starred in the Hit Max series Euphoria as Fesco. Our thoughts and prayers go out to their family and everyone that they touched through their incredible talent. They will surely be missed. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to New Release Reactions here on Cinematic Reviews. As always, I'm your host, Chris, and this is a show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases in theaters like Barbie, beloved franchises, and even the streaming world. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following it on all social media platforms. All those handles can be found on either the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website as podgepage.com backslash cinemac reviews. It helps out the podcast a lot and I appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. Welcome back to the new release report here on Cinemac Reviews. Over on Disney Plus, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is streaming now. Check out the finale of the Guardians trilogy today. Also, the two-episode series premiere of Ahsoka is finally arriving on August 23rd. Over on Peacock, Twisted Metal, starring Anthony Mackie, is out now. All episodes of Season 1 are streaming today. And then the Super Mario Brothers movie will arrive on the streaming service on August 3rd. Netflix. They Clone Tyrone, starring John Boyega and Jimmy Fox, is streaming right now, along with Hidden Strike, which stars John Cena and Jackie Chan. Over on Hulu, we have The Bear Season 2 going on right now, and then Futurama, new episodes of the hit series, is streaming now. On Max, we have Superpowered, The DC Story. This is the new docu-series about the DC Universe. Over on VOD, The Little Mermaid, Insidious, The Red Door, Joyride, The Flash, and Transformers Rise of the Beast are out now, available to rent or own. And then over in theaters, Haunted Mansion, Talk to Me, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Sound of Freedom are out now today. And then looking ahead, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem coming in August 2nd, followed by Meg 2 The Trench starring Jason Statham on August 4th, Gran Turismo on August 11th, as well as The Last Voyage of Demeter. On August 18th, we have Blue Beetle, the new installment of the DCU, and then Strays, starring Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell, arrives also on August 18th. Well, that is this week's new release report. Come back next week for some more updates on the most recent releases. Do you guys ever think about dying? Barbie is heading your way. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights. Diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever, so is yesterday, and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. Do <laughs> so you guys ever think so about so dying? So. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world Cold shower, Ooh. falling off my roof, ah! and my heels are on the ground. <gasps> what do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer, I am fine. Closer I am fine. I'm coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh! No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even Humans only have one ending. Get in that for me! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. Can I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing. No. There he is. Doctor. Can somebody get security. Is Barbie was released on July 21st. It stars Margot Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, America Ferreira as Gloria, Will Ferrell as the CEO of Mattel, and Helen Mirren as the narrator. It was directed by Greta Gerwig, who is best known for Barbie, Lady Bird, and Little Women. Next, she'll be helming the Narnia series for Netflix. So far, the film has grossed $780 million worldwide against a $100 million budget, which is insane to think that a film titled Barbie would do. According to Ryan Gosling, he accepted the role of Ken after seeing his daughter's Ken doll laying face down in the mud next to a lemon. He took a photo of the Ken doll and sent it to Gerwig with the caption, I shall be your Ken, his story must be told. Margot Robbie wore 18 wigs throughout the film Barbie is 23% larger than everything else in Barbieland. This is to mimic the awkward disproportionate scale that real Barbies and Barbie activity sets are produced in. Margot Robbie had one request for director Greta Gerwig. She wanted a slide running from the bedroom to her swimming pool at her Barbie house. Gerwig had to fight for the older lady on the bench scene to not be cut, which is a really, really uh, heartwarming scene. I'm glad that she got her way with that. Gal Gadot was actually considered for the role of Barbie, but she was unavailable. So the role ultimately went to Margot Robbie, which I think is the better choice, even though I absolutely love Gal Gadot. And then lastly, the montage of women at the end is actual footage of the cast and crew with their families. So Barbie was originally not on my list of films to see this year uh, when the first trailer dropped. That was pretty much out on it, even with Margot Robbie starring in it. I've been a huge fan of hers ever since Wolf of Wall Street came out. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Wall Street opening weekend with my brother and just being blown away by her in it. Uh, she eventually went on to do other films like I Tarn- uh excuse me, I Tanya, uh, Focus along with Will Smith. Uh, She appeared in last year's Babylon. Uh, She was at the towards the end of Asteroid City uh, of this year. She's been in a bunch of stuff lately, uh, but I think Wolf of Wall Street is probably what she is best known for until today. uh, I think Barbie is going to be one of those staple films in her filmography. Uh, She's obviously insanely beautiful, uh, but she's also incredibly, incredibly talented as an actor. And I just absolutely love her. Uh, So I'm really, really glad I, I decided to go to Barbie. Uh, because she was fantastic in it now Gosling on the other hand I haven't really been a fan of uh, I mean, I've seen him in a bunch of projects like crazy stupid love the gray man Notebook of course uh, and Drive which is probably my favorite role of his uh, He was in first man Blade Runner 2049 which is another one of his better roles and of course La La Land alongside uh, Emma Stone He's been in a ton of stuff uh, throughout the years. He's just not an actor that I generally gravitate towards. Uh, In the battle, the Ryans, uh, I'm more of a Ryan Reynolds guy, honestly. Uh, But Gosling was actually pretty great in Barbie. He was kind of, uh, not to sugarcoat it, he was kind of a dipshit in here. Uh, But I think that's really what Gerwig and Gosling were going for, I think. Um, He was very, very entertaining. I've been been seeing some reviews. About the film and I guess for a lot of people he stole the film Uh, for me, though, I think it was definitely Margot Robbie that stole the stole the film for me alongside uh, America Ferreira, who I had no idea was in this film. Uh, I've been a huge fan of hers. Uh, She was one of the better parts of, you know, the Superstore series. Uh, She's just a phenomenal actress, I think is very, very underrated. She hasn't really gotten to do a whole lot of stuff that she is capable of doing. Uh so I'm glad that she's kind of making a staple of herself in Barbie. At no point was I ever bored with this film. Um I mean yeah there there were parts where I was asking myself like what the hell am I watching right now or is this like what are we doing here? Uh but for the most part I was having just a great time. Uh having my youngest sister with me made the experience even more enjoyable uh even though the film is more aimed towards adults, specifically women probably over 30. Um, there was still a lot of kid-friendly parts in there like Barbie land, which is probably a huge hit with the kids. I just think that the overall message of the film is going to go over most kids' heads. Um, now I'm a guy, so this film wasn't really made for me. Um, of course there are elements of it that are for guys, you know, specifically the Ken part of it and maybe a little bit of the Alan, uh, but it was honestly made for women. Uh, it's about women in the workplace and kind of just how society treated women throughout the years. Um, the way Gerwig presents this message, though, will, like I said, probably go over most of kids' heads. Um, most of the jokes also are, are kind of aimed more so for adults. Uh, long story short, uh, the film kind of marketed itself to be for all generations, but honestly, after watching it, it's really only for women over 30. Uh, but hey, if you want to take your kids to Barbie, go for it. Just uh, don't be surprised if they walk out of it not quite understanding uh, most of the film. So Barbie is centered around Margot Robbie's, well, Barbie, and Ryan Gosling's Ken. Uh, Robbie is going through this kind of, I wouldn't necessarily call it a crisis, but kind of a realization uh, of life, which makes her start to question, you know, her world in Barbie land and kind of just her existence in general. Uh, in order to find out who she is, Barbie goes on a journey into the real world. Uh, this is where, you know, Mattel and and uh, America Ferrera's Gloria character alongside her daughter Sasha come into play. Uh, it turns out Gloria and Barbie have a strong connection because, well, Robbie is Gloria's Barbie doll in the real world. Um, Robbie starts to have these visions of Ferreira and her daughter Sasha, who playing with the Barbie, you know, throughout the years and kind of just having a mother dollar bond and, and Barbie is able to kind of feel all of that and, and become even more attached to them, which I thought was a beautiful sequence. Um originally Robbie thought she was being drawn to Sasha, uh America ferrera's daughter, but it turns out it's actually Gloria who kinda of inadvertently summoned Barbie to the real world. Uh it was really, really cool how how Gerwig was able to present all this throughout the film. Uh, we also meet, well, Farrell's character. Uh, he is, of course, the CEO of Mattel. He's a very, very goofy character. Uh, honestly, for a lot of the film, you know, it's just Farrell playing Farrell, which I do love. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, but some of the Mattel stuff can kind of get not necessarily boring, but, you know, kind of a little too silly and goofy, uh, especially the, uh, the chase around the Mattel building where Farrell and a bunch of the suits are trying to uh, capture Barbie and throw her back into her box. So she can kind of, uh, erase her mind basically, and get thrown back into Barbie land. But it was still, you know, Will Ferrell is still a, uh, great actor, great comedic actor. So, I mean, I love all, everything that he is a part of, even though if this, not everything, uh, quite worked with his character, honestly. Uh, The rest of the cast list is is pretty crazy. Uh, Simu Liu, who uh, famously, you probably remember him from Shang-Chi within the MCU. Uh, He plays a Ken doll. John Cena also plays a Ken doll. Uh, Even Scott Evans uh, plays a Ken in here. Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Dua Lipa, Emma Mackey, Alexandra Shipp. They all play Barbies. Um, Helen Mirren versus the narrator throughout the film, which I had no idea she was in this. Uh, I thought she was awesome in here with all the voice work that she did. One of my favorite parts, actually, of the film was when Robbie was saying that she isn't pretty anymore. Um, and then Hello, Miriam kind of jumps in and says, Note to filmmakers, Margot Robbie is not the actress to get to this point across, which I actually chuckled out loud uh, at this part in the theater. It was really funny. Out of all the side characters, uh, my favorite is probably Michael Sarah's Alan. Uh, Alan, I believe, is the best friend of Ken. If i'm getting my barbie lore right uh michael cera was uh was awesome in this Uh, i loved everything that he that he did in this film um throughout the film we get this feud between gosling and uh uh kendall over margot robbie's barbie uh that was really entertaining as well there's even a hilarious beach battle uh that happens as a result of the feud that was it was ridiculous uh but it was also very very fun to watch on screen it was like this slow-mo beach fight where they're shooting these uh toy bow and arrows or they're throwing beach balls at each other or they're kind of having dances dance offs and it was just it sounds ridiculous when i say it but if you if you've seen the film you know what i'm talking about it's very very enter- entertaining uh at the end of the day Overall, though, I, I really did like this film. Uh, Robbie and Gosling were awesome in it. The music was really, really fun. Um, I could tell from the trailer that music was going to be a big part of this film, and it was. Uh, it really, really elevated it for sure. Uh, seeing Barbie Land being brought to life was great. Uh, I had a really, really awesome time seeing this film, honestly, and I'm really, really surprised by it. Um, like I said, having my sister with me made it even more enjoyable. Uh, the third act didn't really work for me. Um, uh, Robbie ends up becoming a human at the end of this film, which I think is a little too ridiculous and doesn't really, I don't know. I guess I just didn't really feel it. Um, I think we probably, they could have probably written the third act a little bit better. Uh, I just, I just honestly just wasn't feeling, feeling it. I enjoyed the first two acts a lot more. Um, it's just that third when that third act came I was just I was honestly ready for the credits to start rolling. Um I just didn't really maybe it's cuz I'm a guy, maybe it's cuz I just missed the point that Greta Gerwig was trying to get across. It's just I just I don't think it it worked uh worked for me. This is however a 4-star film though. Um it's not in my top 5 of 2023 but it's definitely in my top 10. Um and I'll talk about this more I'm sure in the 2023 in review episode at the end of the year i'm just really really surprised by how much i enjoyed it Uh, if you have any sort of connection with barbie um, i highly recommend that you go out and see this film Uh, definitely check it out if you're a fan of margot robbie or ryan gosling or anybody that's part of this cast uh, because they're all just incredible especially all the barbies and all the kens you're not going to want to miss the movie event of the century which has been dubbed barbenheimer Um, I did not see this film in the same weekend as oppenheimer um for me even though i love movies i think that would have been a little too much um because i mean oppenheimer is a three-hour film uh, barbie is almost at two hours i mean that's that's a lot uh, of movie to see in one weekend uh so i kind of split it split it up between two weekends that way i can just digest it and not feel overwhelmed and i can just give a fully pure review um just separating it but hey if you want to go see both of these in the same weekend or even on the same day which a lot of people did uh go for it uh this is like i said the movie event of the century um this probably won't happen again for a while um i can't remember when anything like this ever happened in the movie industry so go uh out and check both of these films uh i did a review on oppenheimer uh so go and check that episode out as well uh but yeah it's this is also just a really, really great uh, mother-daughter film. Um, America Ferrera becomes kind of the centerpiece of the film in, in the second and third acts, uh, which was awesome and very, very moving. Uh, her relationship with her daughter Sasha and and everything that she's kind of going with, go, uh, dealing with as a employee at Mattel was really, really uh, compelling. And, and honestly, a lot of people can relate to it, whether you're man, men or female. Um, She's just she was just really fantastic in here, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that her uh, that I didn't know that she was in this film because when her name popped up in the opening credits, I was just like, oh hell yeah, we're getting America Ferrera in here, and she was fantastic. I absolutely loved her in here. So go out and support Barbie, um, Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. You know everybody involved was just really really incredible in it. So go out and support this film at your local theater today. Let's take a quick break before diving into more summer releases. Check out the Fast and Furious season going on right now. Every week I break down and review every installment of the Bluff franchise from the Fast and the Furious to Furious 7 to even the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Next up, it's Fast Five, one of the greatest action films of the century. So join me each week for the Fast and Furious season only on Cinemac Reviews. So I wanted to take some time to talk about some more summer releases that I haven't really gotten to talk about on the podcast uh, most of these are on the streaming services right now. Uh, there are a couple of theater ones. Uh, specifically, the one on the first one on my list has been a surprise hit uh, around the world, and that is Sound of Freedom. This is the uh, very controversial film about uh, child sex trafficking. Excuse me, trafficking. Um, this is from Angel Studios. Uh, if you haven't been too familiar with the backstory of this film. Uh, This film was actually filmed about five years ago, and it it took them until this year to get it uh, out into the world. Uh, They just had a really, really hard time with distribution and getting studios to kind of finance uh, presenting this to audiences. Uh, But eventually they did, and it came out uh, this year uh, on July 4th. Uh, Like I said, this is about the true story, of uh, tim ballard and his quest to uh save as many kids as he can from the the gruesome uh, and terrible uh issue going around the world right now and that is child sex trafficking um now not a lot of you know podcasts or reviewers are really talking about this um because i i honestly don't know why uh maybe it's because they just it's a topic they don't want to talk about um maybe it's just a movie that they decided not to to uh put themselves through which i totally understand it's a it's not an easy watch um but i'm really glad that i did go out and see it because it's a very very powerful uh film it's a it's about an issue that i that i unfortunately hate that it that is real but it it is real um, but it's still It's still a film that I think everybody should watch, uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it on today's episode. Um, Again, I was originally not going to see this film. Uh, I honestly didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh, It took my brother uh, to tell me about it. He has been a big supporter of this film, and he's been wanting to, uh, to see it ever since it was announced. And he was the one that kind of talked me into going out and see it with him. Uh, So I did, and I'm really, really glad that I did. It's a very, very powerful um, film. It stars Jim Cavazel. I probably butchered that name. I apologize to him. Uh, He plays Tim Ballard in in the movie. Uh, He famously played uh, Jesus in the Mel Gibson Passion of the Christ film, uh, and he is set to star in the sequel to that passion film. Uh, But he was fantastic in here as Tim Ballard, who is a real uh, person. Uh, If you're not familiar with Tim Ballard, he is a former government agent uh, who ended up quitting his job in order to go on this mission to rescue as many kids as he can from this terrible, terrible issue going around in the world. And that is sex trafficking of children. Um, But yeah, this is very that's the best way I can describe this movie is it's a very, very powerful film. Um, It's not a happy film it it's it's very very dark um but it's something that people need to be aware of and i think ignoring it is just part of the problem honestly and so that's why i wanted to bring attention to this film i mean it's it's the last couple of weeks has it's been blowing up it, it hit the uh 150 million mark uh i think last week which is phenomenal considering it only had about a 15 million dollar budget um it just recently was able to uh go to internationally uh, most of its profit is from domestic here in the u.s uh, but they did get to go ahead to distribute it out into uh the international waters so that is very very exciting um i'm curious to see what those numbers end up being um but definitely if you don't want to see this in theaters i i completely understand Uh, but when it does eventually hit a streaming service, uh, I do recommend you checking it out. Um, like I said, it's just, it's just a very, very powerful film. Very, very well made. Uh, um, just everybody involved did a fantastic job and, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm really, really excited to, and I hope that they, it becomes available to own on, you know, Vudu, iTunes, Amazon, all that other stuff. So I will definitely be buying that for sure. but yeah, if you want to uh, support this film, uh, you can uh, help out by helping other people you know who can't quite afford tickets to the theater. Uh, there is a link uh, that I will put into the episode description of today. Um, this link is the pay it forward link. Um, there is a message at the end of the film as well that kind of explains everything. But basically, what you can do is you can buy a ticket online and that ticket will go to somebody who can't quite afford it. Or if you can't afford it yourself, you can go onto the site and purchase a free ticket uh, for you and for your friends or family or whatever uh, group you want to go with. So that link will be in today's episode description, along with Tim Ballard's organization, uh, the uh, This is his organization that he started. Uh, their mission, like I said, is to rescue as many children as, as they can from the very very disturbing world of sex trafficking of children um that link is also in today's episode description you can go and donate and show your support for tim ballard's organization so check out those today and uh i really do recommend this film uh you're going to be hearing a lot if you haven't already you're going to be hearing a lot of controversy around this film especially from you know members of the hollywood universe um a lot of podcasters i've been listening to have been kind of avoiding this film too but i i just really wanted to uh express my uh my support of this film because it is a a very very incredibly made film that i think everyone needs to to watch and just be aware of of this horrible horrible situation going on in in the world today so check out sound of freedom today uh at your local theater or uh if you want to wait until it hits the streaming world, which I'm sure it will uh, eventually. Next, I wanted to talk about Marvel, which has been under fire uh, this past year. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was a big letdown for a lot of people. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 kind of lifted everybody up. Uh, Recently, we just had Secret Invasion, uh, season one. This is the quote unquote Nick Fury show as I like to call it. Um, Later on this year, we'll be getting the Marvels, uh, AKA Captain Marvel 2, Um, and then also the Echo series, which is a spinoff of the Hawkeye series that we got a couple of years ago. Um, Secret Invasion, not great. Um, Going into it, I knew I wasn't gonna like it. I walked out of it disliking it even more. Um, This is one of the MCU's worst projects. Um, It is the worst show that they've put out. Um, Just a terrible script, terrible CGI, terrible acting. It's just terrible all around. I was honestly bored for most of it. Uh, It felt like a chore to watch it uh, every week. Uh, Honestly, the only reason why I watched it is because I am a Marvel fan. I am a diehard Marvel fan ever since Iron Man came out in 08. So I've kind of taken it upon myself to just watch all these projects Because I am a huge superhero Marvel DC guy. So, of course, I'm going to check these out. I'm not going to like them all, obviously. Um, But, you know, going into these projects, especially these Marvel shows, there is still a glimmer of hope that maybe I'll walk out of this happy and and very impressed with what they did. Unfortunately, Secret Invasion just gets thrown onto the terrible pile uh, along with most of these shows. You know, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki. Those are probably the only real solid shows that Marvel has uh, released. Um, Loki season two will be coming out this fall in October. Uh, The trailer dropped uh, last week. It looks phenomenal. Um, That's probably going to be right up there with Guardians three as the best part of Marvel of 2023. Um, Maybe the Marvels will surprise us. Um, I wasn't too thrilled about that first trailer they dropped, uh, but the second trailer uh was outstanding um i'm very very excited about it um and then the echo series is kind of whatever um the fact that disney is releasing all those episodes at once kind of tells me that that show isn't going to be great um it's probably going to be the worst show of marvel uh which is surprising because i think secret invasion was pretty bad as well um but sticking with secret invasion so this is the nick fury show uh nick fury is coming down from space where he has been throughout this entire phase four, phase five era. He's been up in space uh, dealing with sword and all that cosmic stuff. Uh, But with scrolls revealing themselves uh, on earth, this forces Nick Ferry to come out and take care of that problem. And then heading back up uh, to the space station. Um, If you're not familiar with the whole scrolls uh, thing, um, basically the scrolls are shape shifters um they're able to literally become anybody they want um this show kind of takes it a step further and uh introduces this concept of super scrolls which it allows the scrolls to not only become you know avengers but they can they have their powers as well so let's say they want to change into Scarlet Witch, they can change into Elizabeth Olsen, but they can also have her powers. So that's kind of where this show comes in, where it's explaining uh, that once they get the DNA of you know certain Avengers, they can theoretically pump that DNA into them and basically have their powers, um, which we see at the end of the series season with Amelia Clark's Gaia character she becomes a super scroll and she goes up against the uh antagonist of the show which i'm drawing a blank on his name which shows you how much i care about this show uh but he also is a uh super scroll and we get this really bad cgi fight uh between it gravic that was his name gravic um so yeah he he is the main antagonist of the show uh he was he event apparently was a refugee uh, that Nick Fury helped uh, come to Earth along with a lot of the other Skulls. Um The film also has Don Cheadle pop up in there. Uh, ben Mendelssohn, of course, is back as Talos, who we've been kind of seeing on and off throughout these phases. Um, most famously, he was in Captain Marvel. That's kind of what introduced this whole idea of Skulls. Um Then we kind of got some in Spider-Man and at the end of some other, uh, Marvel shows, we got some hints of this scrolls war going on behind the scenes. And then secret invasion kind of brings that war, uh, front and center for, for audiences, but not a great show. Um, if you haven't seen, uh, the big controversy around this yet, uh, it was revealed that John Don Cheadle who plays Rhodey in the universe is in fact a scroll. Yeah, and I've been trying to do the math and and figure out the timeline of this, but it sounds like Rhodey has been a scroll since Civil War, which really infuriates me because if you think about it, when Iron Man died, that wasn't Rhodey. When he helps Sam, Anthony Mackie's character, become the new Captain America, he was a scroll. When he was... uh, wow i'm really drawing a blank um yeah but the big one is endgame so you're telling me that roadie was a scroll during endgame that just really really frustrates me uh it it's such a a shitty thing for marvel to do um and i think this whole scroll concept is going to basically bite them in the ass i think this is this show in a way ruins Endgame for me. Um, And I'm really disappointed uh, that they decided to go that route with a character like Rhodey. Um, So just, I was not, I was just not really thrilled with the show once that reveal happened. Um, And then when you think about, you know, like I said, when you go back and figure out the timeline and how long Rhodey has been a scroll, it just gets worse and worse and worse the more you think about it. so I'm just very very disappointed in Secret Invasion. I'm just disappointed in in the MCU as a whole. Um it's just I I always talk about this with my dad who uh, who was a huge Marvel fan uh pre-endgame. Uh but once once these newer projects start coming out, I could slowly tell that he was very really losing interest and very disappointed in what Disney and Marvel has done with this universe to where he's completely out on it. Um I think i think he'll love guardians uh but i told him that if he does go into secret evasion i said i told him to you know just be aware that this is probably the worst project that they have done um so yeah it's just if if you're a diehard marvel fan and you're curious to you know find out what i'm talking about this is definitely a show that you should watch um but This really didn't need to be a show. It didn't even need to be a movie. Um, They could have just explained all this in the Marvels movie uh, because Nick Fury as a trailer show will be coming back for that movie. Um, They could have really just, you know, explain that in like a five minute scene. Uh, We didn't need, we didn't need the show. Um, I think this was just a huge waste of time for everybody. Um, So yeah, I was just really, really disappointed. This is probably going to go on the worst of 2023 list. In that 2023 in review episode i keep talking about but yeah it's just really really disappointing um and i'm not really looking forward to the future of the mcu um like i said we have loki season two coming out um and then after that it's i'm not really into it i mean the marvels looks looks pretty good um i'll definitely check that out um but my expectations are pretty much on the floor for that the echo series i might check out it sounds like it's a series that doesn't really matter. Uh, Because they are literally dumping every episode of that at once. We're not getting the week-to-week thing that we're going to have for Loki. Um, But with the whole writer and actor strike going on right now, that's Marvel and the rest of Hollywood's kind of a limbo right now. Um, Marvel has been pushing dates back because they are trying to scale back on on all the products that they throw out in a year, which I think is smart. Um, But they really just need to focus on quality. Um I it's a great sign that they're they're cutting back on the number of the releases that they pump out every year, but there's still an issue of quality. I mean, they need better writing. They need better they they need to know what their end game is. Um and it sounds like they don't know what it is. Um so I hope that they figure it out. I hope they take this, you know, once they get through the strikes and all that, I hope they really sit down and and say, Hey, we're losing fans we need to fix these scripts we need to create a story that will bring the fans back that will get us back into their good graces and i hope that they they i hope that they learn from secret invasion because this is not the direction that i want marvel to go into um yeah it's just i'm just really really disappointed uh with secret invasion and and the whole mcu right now so A show that I am not disappointed in is the next one on my list, and that is Jack Ryan, The Final Season, which is streaming on Prime Video. Uh, This is the Jack Ryan take uh, done by John Krasinski. Um, This was, we just had the fourth and final season released uh, this summer. Uh, First three three seasons uh, blew me away. Um, Loved the show. I was very, very excited uh, for the final season. Uh, and it did disappoint, um, John Krasinski, I think is fantastic as Jack Ryan, uh, before him we had Chris Pine, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, uh, but honestly, I think, I think Krasinski is my favorite Jack Ryan, um, Harrison Ford's probably right, very close there, second, um, Chris Pine was pretty good, even Ben Affleck was pretty good, um, but I think Krasinski is my favorite Jack Ryan, um. Yeah, this season four was phenomenal. Um, this time around, we have Jack Ryan going up against this uh, terrorist organization uh, that is trying to uh, detonate bombs within the U.S. So he must, you know, travel across the world um, to stop uh, this from happening. Uh, in this fourth season, we get Michael Pena introduced into the into the show which is awesome i love michael pena he was fantastic in here um we also get james greer back um michael kelly uh, from house of cards uh he gets introduced also into here uh i think he was fantastic uh kathy uh who is jack ryan's love interest in here she was fantastic Uh, we get the director of the cia Wright. she is back uh also fantastic just a really fantastic show if you haven't seen uh jack ryan on prime video definitely check it out um phenomenal show i, I love what krasinski had done um and i'm glad that they kind of contained it to four seasons um i hope a lot of shows do that i use breaking bad as a good example to where we got five really solid seasons um same thing with jack ryan four solid seasons uh when you get the game of thrones you know I know eight, it's not a whole lot, but I think that was two two seasons too many, even though I absolutely love that show. Um, but yeah, I just, I want more shows like this where we get, you know, four or five solid seasons and then that's it. We have a beginning, middle and end. Uh, same with this, you know, at the end of this season, uh, Jack Ryan kind of implies that he's going to retire. He's going to take a break uh, from the CIA world, uh, which I think is the best, best way that they could end a show like this, you know? Uh just a phenomenal job by everybody involved, especially John Krasinski, who I absolutely love. He, of course, played Jim Halpert on The Office series. Uh, he directed and starred in A Quiet Place. Um, just a phenomenal actor and director, and I hope to see more of him uh, in the coming years. Uh, next on my list is a show that I've been very, very new to, uh, and that is The Bear. Uh, season two came out this, this year. Uh, season one came out last year. I finally watched both seasons. Uh, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, one of my favorite shows of the year, uh, just blew me away. I love a good cooking show. Uh, this one stars Jeremy Allen white as Carmen, AKA Carmi. Uh, he of course played lip in the shameless series. So when I saw that he was starring in this, I was really, really excited about it. because so I absolutely love shameless and he was my favorite character on there. Um, But, yeah, just a phenomenal show. You can watch this on Netflix, uh, excuse me, Hulu. Uh, It also airs on FX if you're still a cable guy. Um, But, yeah, just a phenomenal cooking show. It takes you into the real life world of a sandwich shop in Chicago. Uh, It is run by uh, Carmi after the passing of his brother. Uh, Just a fantastic show. Really great, authentic way to show you. What the behind the scenes looks like when your food is being prepped, especially in a small shop like this, uh, just a fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, season two left on a crazy cliffhanger, uh, so season three hopefully once all these strikes uh, kind of settle and and everything gets back to normal in Hollywood, they could start filming and and getting season three out for us because I'm I really want to know what happens. Uh, after the events of the finale of season two. So fantastic show. Check that out today on uh, either FX or Hulu. And then the last one of this list of things that I've seen uh, is Twist the Metal, uh, which I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, this is Peacock's uh, newest series starring Anthony Mackie. Uh, it is based on the popular video game. Uh, I am not too familiar with the video game. I've heard of it. Um, I'm sure I've seen the the box cover on on shelves at Best Buy and GameStop and all that. But I just it's it's a video game series that I never got into. Um, so I was didn't really know what to expect from a show uh, like this. It's a very very goofy show. Um, Anthony Mackie is pretty funny in here. He plays John Doe. He is what they call a milk runner. He is uh, on his way to New new San Francisco, as they call it, in this post-apocalyptic world filled with chaos and killing and, and all that stuff. Uh, he ends up uh, coming across Stephanie Beatrice's character, Quiet. Uh, Beatrice, of course, starred in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, she was fantastic in there, and I'm glad that she was a part of this series. Um just a really goofy uh, and crazy series based off a video game uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it um, the key to enjoying this show is to not take it so seriously um, it's not great the CGI is kind of whatever uh, the script is pretty simple um, but hey it's 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 got a lot of stupid ridiculous fun in there uh, it's got some good laughs I catch myself cracking up uh, every now and then throughout uh, especially with Anthony Mackey who I absolutely love. I think he's great. He of course plays, you know, the new Captain America in the Marvel series, but before that he was Falcon. Uh he's been in other show movies like Pain and Gain. Um but yeah, it's just a really interesting show. Uh they're really quick uh, half hour episodes. I believe there's ten episodes of the season. Um but yeah, check out check out Twisted Metal and Peacock if you're you know, if you're a video game guy or if you're uh, a fan of the series or if you're just a video gamer in general you check it out um or if you're a fan of anyone in the cast uh it's just it's a crazy ridiculous show but uh there's some really really fun elements into it so check that out today on peacock now the second part of this list are are other projects that came out this summer but i haven't had the chance to watch yet um This past weekend, we had Talk to Me, which is one of the, which is the one of the newer horror films to come out into theaters. Um, This is from A24, which is a awesome studio that I am a fan of. Um, This is uh, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an an embalmed hand. uh, They become hooked on the new thrill. Until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Um, sounds a lot like your typical horror movie. Uh, where we have this object. Whether it be a Ouija board or whatever. In this case, it's a, a hand that you hold. And it's kind of your gateway into the undead. Uh, with the supernatural and all that. Um, apparently, if you hold on to the hand too long. You... Uh, leave the door open i guess i've only seen the trailer i haven't seen this film yet uh but it is one that i'm very very curious about i'm probably gonna wait till it's on streaming service to watch it um but yeah it sounds like your typical hey you left the gate open here comes the spirits knocking and they're gonna possess us and take over the world you know looks very very creepy um i'm curious to see how this is um maybe i'll catch a showing In the coming weekends to watch this i'm not quite sure yet it's pretty low on my priority list right now as far as uh theater films but definitely check it out if you're a huge horror fan um i've been reading some reviews and it's most of them pretty positive um sounds like something pretty new uh which i always enjoy especially with the horror franchises um i like the i like to see it when horror kind of changes it up a bit and it's not you know your typical uh same scenario every time so check out talk to me in theaters uh today if you are looking for the newest horror craze another film that i haven't seen but was released in theaters this summer was uh, disney Pixar elemental uh this is a film that i wasn't really excited about um my sister actually has been wanting to see this um but Ultimately, I decided to just wait until it drops on Disney+. Plus. Um, I haven't really been too uh, enthused about, you know, Disney-Pixar and Disney in general. Uh, they've been kind of in a downward spiral lately as far as uh, Disney goes. Um, I just The last couple Pixar films have been kind of whatever. Uh, so, honestly, I just thought I'd save some time and money than spending on a movie ticket and just waiting for it to... Drop onto Disney Plus since my family's already paying for it. Um, From what I understand, it it hasn't been doing very well at the box office either. Uh, People walking out of there were kind of like it was kind of a whatever film. From the trailers, it looks like a lesser version of Inside Out. It just has uh, elements instead of feelings. Um, But yeah, it's just... I'm curious to see how it is but i'm gonna wait until it hits disney plus um it's just it's not really a film that i'm racing to the theater for um whereas pixar used to do that you know back when we had toy story and bug's life and and all those you know classics um but lately pixar is just has been kind of whatever which is really unfortunate because pixar used to be the big powerhouse for animation Now it's it's looking like Illumination uh, has been taking that over. Even DreamWorks has been kind of uh, down in the gutter uh, with their last film. uh, Ruby Gilman, the Teenage Kraken film, uh, basically was a box office disaster. Um, So yeah, it just looks like Illumination has taken over the animated world with the Super Mario Brothers movie just annihilating everybody and they of course gave us the minions and spickle me and and all those other fun animation uh movies uh just yeah Pixar is just not what they used to be and that's the main reason why uh I'm choosing to just wait until it drops on Disney Plus and then giving it a try so but it's still on the theaters now so if you have you know little ones or if you're a big Pixar person uh go out and see it in the theater you know um Maybe you'll be surprised by how much you enjoy it. Uh, Maybe I'm right and it's not so great. But uh, hey, I'm all for supporting the theaters. uh, So go out and check Elemental today at your local theater. Another release that just came out this weekend was another one from Disney. uh, And that is Haunted Mansion. Uh, This is a kind of retelling of the 2003 movie that that starred Eddie Murphy. Uh, that wasn't as, wasn't really the greatest film either. Um, I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, but this one has a great cast. Um, but it wasn't enough to get me to go to the theater. Uh, this is another one that I'm just gonna wait until it drops on Disney Plus to watch. Um, the film stars Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there, Jared Leto, I guess, pops up in there. Um, But yeah, this is just another film that's just, hey, we know it's going to end up on streaming. We'll just wait because we're already paying on the service. This didn't look like a must-see in theaters movie, so I'm just going to wait. But again, like I always say, if you want to go check out in the theater, go for it. Uh, I'm all for supporting theaters. Um, I personally, I'm kind of picking and choosing which Disney projects I want to see in the theater because I know... Three four months down the road it's going to be on disney plus um the ones that i for sure see are the marvel ones star wars of course um and then if any of the pixar or any other disney films look really really exciting then i'll go to the theater for it um but otherwise i it's going to be on disney plus eventually so i'll just wait uh, and watch it but check out haunted mansion today at your local theater Back to the streaming verse. Uh, We have two more projects on my list. Uh, The Witcher Season 3 Volumes 1 and 2 is out now on Netflix. Uh, This, of course, is the hit series uh, based on the video game uh, starring Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. So I've only seen the first season and half of Season 2. Um but this is on my list to to watch eventually um i'm going to start back from the beginning and watch it all the way through to season three the reason why i haven't been keeping up on this show is because the whole controversy around henry Cavill and uh, him leaving the project after season three um if you're not too familiar with that whole debacle basically cavill had a lot of issues with the filmmakers uh kind of deviating from the source material um because he is a huge fan of this book series um yeah for those that don't know it's not just a video game it is based off books um and the show from what i understand was trying to lean more into the books than the video game um but eventually i guess the show starts to kind of go down its own route uh which cavill wasn't a huge fan of uh and then with the whole superman DC debacle that also went on during this time. Uh, he's Cavill just decided to go his own go his own way and uh, ended after three seasons. Uh, it sounds like Liam Hemsworth will be taking over. Um, will it be a continuation of season three? I'm not sure. Uh, will it be its own reboot? Not sure about that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they just make it season four and continue with the story. Um, but I am excited to finally get caught up on this show. Uh, I'm a huge Henry Cavill fan. Best Superman we ever had. He's starred in all, lots of other films like The Man from U.N.C.L.E., Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, but this is Superman or probably what he's best known for. Um, he was great in season one uh i really did like that that first season uh he's great as Geralt in here and uh i'm very very excited to check it out so check out the witcher on netflix today all three seasons are streaming now and then the last one i have is uh one of apple tv plus's newest series um and this is the crowded room uh which stars tom holland and amanda seafried uh, huge tom holland fan here uh He of course plays spider-man in the mcu he's also been in other films uh like uh oh what's it called uh uncharted um he did another one for netflix uh what was that called uh wow i can't believe i'm drawing a blank on this the devil all the time that's what it was alongside robert pattinson uh he was also in Uh, Cherry, which was another Apple TV Plus movie. Uh, Chaos Walking, which was a box office disaster. Uh, He was an Onward alongside Chris Pat. You know, he's been in a bunch of things. Uh, But Spider-Man is definitely the one that he is most known for. Um, This series, I was kind of waiting for all the episodes to come out so that I can binge it. Um, All 10 episodes are out now. Uh, So I'm excited to check that out. Um, because I'm a huge Tom Holland fan, uh, I love Amanda Seafried as well. Uh she's in a been in a bunch of stuff, you know, Ted Two, um, Jennifer's Body, um Million Ways to Die in the West. Uh she, I think she's very, very underrated. Um, so I'm curious to see what uh she she does in this series alongside Tom Holland. Um this series is uh about a young man who is arrested for a shocking crime and is in a Unlikely investigator must solve the mystery behind it before the true criminal strikes again. So definitely up my alley. I love a good crime thriller. Um, Looks like Tom Holland is fantastic in here. Uh, Yeah, just really, really excited. Set in the 1979 Manhattan. uh, So that's also exciting to kind of get some uh, blast from the past type of stuff. So definitely check out The Crowded Room today on Apple TV+. Well that's all the uh the summer releases I wanted to kind of talk about today. Um uh, I'm sure there's a bunch more uh out there. Uh so uh maybe in a couple of weeks I'll have another episode to kind of cover some more uh shows and movies that I get caught up on and I'll talk about those also. So definitely check out all these that I talked about today, uh especially Sound of Freedom. Again, uh, Check out the links uh, in today's episode description uh, for the Pay It Forward and the rrescue.org link uh, to support this film and to support Tim Ballard's uh, mission to uh, to saving the children of the world from the violent, violent uh, and disturbing issue that is sex trafficking. So check out those links and check out the film uh, today, along with all these other movies and ser- uh, series uh, streaming today as well. So check those out. Well, that'll do it for this week's new release reactions episode here on Cinemac Reviews. Tune in next week for more reactions. I'm not exactly sure which movies or shows that I will cover. Uh, There's a couple of them that I am uh, debating between. Uh, So I'll just leave that as a surprise. Uh, That episode will be dropping early next week. Uh, Just be on the look at that. Also, check out the Fast and Furious season going on every week on the show. Uh, Next up, I'll be breaking down Fast Five, one of the greatest action films of the century. Uh, So check that out when it drops later this week. Later, everyone.